We want to welcome not just you who are in the house with us, but those who are watching live around the world through the medium of web streaming. We want to welcome you in the name of the Lord Jesus. You may already have formed the opinion we're crazy. Well, we're crazy about Jesus Christ. He's made a difference in our lives and he's turned us around. He's made us different as we've given our lives to him. And as you heard in that last session and that wonderful poem, when we gave our lives to Jesus 100%, he made a huge difference in our lives. And he's given us purpose and destiny, and that's why we're excited. That's why at times we're a little bit crazy, but we're glad about that. It's a good craziness. If people can go crazy over athletics, over football, over all kinds of other things, we can get crazy about a man who came to the earth, who lived, who showed people a different way of life, showed them what the Father was like, and then he died, not for his own sin, but for the sin of mankind, but then on the third day rose again from the dead. And he was seen visibly by hundreds and hundreds of people. It is attested that Jesus Christ is the only person ever to have been raised from the dead and living right now. We know some other good people have been raised from the dead, but then they died again. Jesus is still alive. He isn't a religious leader. He's God. He's not leading a religion. He isn't. He is God. He never came to set up a religion. Men have done that. Jesus is God and he's also fully man. And he's incredible. So, we want to welcome you to this place. We're in Burton-on-Trent. You're watching Kingdom Advance Network. People who are zealous for Jesus... We're in, the, we're in the heart of the Midlands, in England, in the United Kingdom. We're part of Europe. We're part of the world. And we're helping to shape it by our lives, letting Jesus do what he does best through us. So we welcome you. Amen. It's a good day. And several of us are going to go to Israel today, which we're excited about. And uh, we're going to have a great time. How did I went looking the other day? Uh, for some new buildings because we want to develop this place. We're looking for some things that we can put in the back car park. And uh, we came to this place and uh, I took a photograph of the sign, you see, because there's several there. We test for drugs and alcohol. Uh, I don't remember how the night being tested for it, but there's all sorts of things about safety boots you've got to wear beyond this point. And it said on this sign, no unauthorized person beyond this point. Yeah? And then the other sign says, customer entrance only. <laughs> I said to Howard, I must photograph this. I can't believe these guys putting all these signs up. Who on earth is supposed to go beyond it? <laughs> now, I'm going to talk a little bit about Germany, just telling you where we're up to. But last year, Jenny and I went in March to go and support uh, Gerd and Eulalie and the title of the conference that we went to was Embracing the New Paradigm. Yeah? Because you, <laughs> you, you need a new paradigm, right? And, and okay, paradigm for those of you who, who, who know it pronounced like that, okay? Yeah, keep bringing your offerings and do whatever you want. Oh, okay. 
uh, come and join me, I need help. This was the group that were gathered the last time, and this was the conference center that they used. Jen is in full flight there, and Gert is translating or doing his best. But here's what the word paradigm means. It means a way of thinking that determines how one interprets and responds to situations. Shall we say that together? A way of thinking that determines how one interprets and responds to situations. Now, here's a question. Is this a picture of what God is preparing the church for? Are we going on a cruise liner? Are we going to just holiday in the Bahamas and just take it easy because everything's going to be great, Jesus has conquered the devil, and we're just going to float through life on beds of ease, it's going to be really easy. Okay, we've got a scripture to read together. Are you ready? Going to read with me? Three, two, one. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Oh, wow. Did you know you were a soldier? Did you know that you've got to endure hardship? You don't find that in many promise boxes, do you? Well, I'll just have that one for this week. I'm going to endure hardship. Well, that's what it's all about. How about this one? 2 Corinthians 10. Some of you will know it. Let's read it together. For though we walk in the flesh... We do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. In Deuteronomy and in my Bible, the ones that are in yellow were what it said in my New King James Bible just ahead of that next uh, sentence. This one says, Principles governing, governing Warfare in Deuteronomy. Are we ready? When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So it shall be, when you're on the verge of battle, that the priest shall approach and speak to the people, and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid, and do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Now, here's another one in Revelation 19. We're kind of fast-forwarding now towards the end times. 
Why are we, why is the church got to be prepared? Well, here we go. Are you ready? Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations." and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Okay, let's do this next one. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies, gathered together to make war against him who sat on the throne and against his army. Then the beast was captured, yes, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped the image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone and the rest were killed with the sword that proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. Wow. The armies are being assembled, amen, because we are raising up an army. That's what God's doing. God isn't just getting people saved. In Matthew 28, 18, Jesus said... All authority has been given to me on hev in heaven and on earth. Go and get a few folks saved. Did he say that? He said, go and disciple all of the nations. We've got a task of discipling people, of seeing the ecclesia, the church, raised up because the enemy has done a great job over centuries of weakening the church making the church uh, separated from itself, so many different denominations, so many different ideas and schisms and groups, God's bringing about a new move in his body to bring the true ecclesia together. And at the moment, it might be a remnant, but God's doing a work and he's breathing on the old mainline denominations because some of them have fallen apart. We were only just talking with some leaders this last week and they were commenting on one particular man whose job at the moment, he's an evangelist, he's overseeing eight churches and his job is closing most of those churches. Because Methodism is just falling apart. We're seeing a turnaround because Jesus is getting his church ready and he's getting the, the, the church ready so that there is going to be a harvest, but there's also going to be a fight. One of my favorite 
little graphics is this one. No one loves a warrior until the enemy is at the gate. In Judges 11, we have the story of a man called Gilead who had a wife, but he went outside of the marriage to have sex with someone. And the man that was born, or the person that was born from that, was a man called Jephthah. And when Gilead and his wife had other children within the marriage, the sons rejected Jephthah and said, we don't want you, you're the son of a harlot, and they threw him out. It said he went away to another place, to Tob, and worthless men, it said, gathered round him, but they went out raiding. They became warriors. They learnt how to get what they wanted, but nobody wanted them until the people of Ammon, the Ammonites, came against Israel, and then they went knocking on Jephthah's door and said, would you come and lead us and get us out of this mess? Listen, we might be despised as people who understand warfare and who enter into warfare, but there's a time coming when the complacent church is going to say, will you help us? We do not know how to stand, how to pray. Will you warrior with us? And Jephthah had to stand up and then say, okay, I'm going to stand with you and I'm going to fight. Listen, God is raising up the church because he wants a strong, powerful church, a powerful body. Amen? Amen. So God is bringing about a new paradigm, and that is what we went to speak on in Germany last year. Because what do people think about when you mention the word church? What image in their mind do they have? It's often a place, isn't it? A building. I've used an Anglican building, not because the Anglicans are in the past, but the Anglican is the easiest church to recognize. We have lots of people and we say, we're a church, we're on Hawkins Lane. Oh, I didn't know that was a church. No, because it doesn't have a spire, it doesn't look like one. But they, people think church is a place where we go with a run-down shepherd caring for the sheep who's trying to keep the sheep clean and trying to keep the wolf out of the door, yes? Because there's always them that try to come through. That's why we've got watchful people on the doors. Oh, yeah, they're scanning. Okay. So if that is the current image, you will know what my fresh image is of the Church of Jesus Christ today. It is the new apostolic center that is arising in the earth. It isn't a cruise liner, it is a warship, amen? It's a new paradigm for a new wineskin because God is producing this new wineskin and that's what we went to Germany to speak about. It's a new paradigm. This is not stuck. It's not a building. The church is a people, yes, a body, it's people, it's moving, it's not stuck, it's not stationary, it's not limited by four walls, it's not a holding pen for sheep, it's not an entertainment centre, it's not a place to make you feel good. We trust that you do feel good when you come together, because we're getting down, we're treading on the enemy's head, on his neck, we're triumphing over the fact that Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. 
that we are more than conquerors through him that loved us, that he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We glory in that. Jesus Christ has ruled and is ruling over the nations of the world. And one day, he will set up his headquarters in Jerusalem. And we are going there this week to release our sound from Burton-on-Trent into Jerusalem. It's armed and it's an agile platform. And this is what you are. You have trained yourselves for war. Didn't David say, God, you have trained my hands for battle. I picked up the slingshot and the stones and I learned how to do it. I took a lamb out of the mouth of a lion. I did it. God, you taught me how to do it. You gave me guts. You gave me courage. I went to a bear that had got a lamb, and I took that lamb off the bear. I just say, go, take it. I mean, hey, I've got a few more here. Don't worry about it. No, not David. He's trained our hands for war. You need to be excited and rightly proud of the fact that you have allowed yourself to be trained and equipped. Don't apologize for it. It's an armed and agile platform for moving airs. Why? Because it's an aircraft carrier. It's carrying the airs of the kingdom. It's projecting the power of the kingdom. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Because the church is dynamic. Hello, the church is powerful. The true church of Jesus Christ is full of forgiven people who love to forgive others. Amen? Come on, we don't get critical, do we? We don't get judgmental, do we? We have the love of God flowing through us, don't we? Our first thought is always positive. We always think the best of people, don't we? We don't backbite, we don't gossip, do we? We pray for people rather than criticise them, don't we? It's a most flexible platform. Here's the deal. Goes where it matters, when it matters. Into harm's way, safety not an issue. Do you remember last week, the Americans sent out another fleet? Do you remember that? They sent out another fleet of ships. Why? Because Russia has been flexing its muscles, and so America's saying, hey, we've got muscles too. Don't mess with us. It's a ship of war, but why? It's going to bring peace. The nations send their aircraft carriers into an area not to cause wars, but to say, don't start one or we'll stop it. Yes? Oh, yes. Oh, me graphics, they're lovely. So, and the other thing is, as well, our aircraft carrier travels with a large contingent of angels. Amen? They don't just go on their own. America didn't just send out another aircraft carrier. It sent out destroyers and loads of other ships with it. And God sends his angels out with us. Isn't that exciting? The true church. We know the angels are with us. They're not against us, and they're desperate to work with us, and that's why we don't worship them, but we do engage so that we can move with them. 
So apostolic centers is something that God is raising up in this day and age. It doesn't mean that an apostolic center is better than an ordinary church. Have you heard me say that? We need every kind of body available to do the work of the kingdom, but there are many, many more churches that are becoming apostolic centers because they are training bases, equipping centers, resourcing centers, and they train and equip and they send out people. Amen? Amen? They haven't got some insecure guys in the leadership team who, when somebody else who's got a little bit more talent than they have, get a little bit insecure and sit on them. I know many of you are better than me, and I welcome you into this place to strengthen where I'm weak. Because there might be some areas where I'm a little bit stronger than you. That's why we're a team, yes? Because together, everyone achieves more. We strengthen one another. We minimize our weaknesses as we all play to our strengths. And we've got some great strengths in this body. Thank you, Irene. So we're empowering the ecclesia. We are transforming nations. And we are releasing the kingdom of God. Amen. Now, I like this one. This is on the Royal Navy, or it was on their website. It, it talks about their capability. At the heart of our effectiveness, they say, amplifying the impact of our specialist equipment are people of the highest caliber. We've got one team and one identity. They say our 30,000 highly skilled men and women work across multiple disciplines to achieve one aim, to protect our nation's interest. They have multiple disciplines. It takes a multidisciplinary team to meet the needs of our people and equipment and the demands of the environment we operate in. And finally, they say, operating in extreme environments from ships, submarines and aircraft to jungles, mountains and deserts, our people call on a huge array of skills to succeed in their missions. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. Well... They're not on their own. We have our capability at the heart of Kingdom Advance Network. Our effectiveness amplifies the impact of our specialist knowledge and we have people of the highest caliber. You, come on, turn to the person next to you and tell them they are of the highest caliber. Come on, you have. We are one team... We're one team, we've got one identity. This picture is in London at the Supreme Court and we made decrees and declarations in our Supreme Court about justice. One team, one identity. Our highly skilled men and women work across multiple disciplines to achieve one aim, to advance the kingdom of God throughout the nations. Amen? Amen. You can't see that very well, can you? Pastor David's in the front of that one with Irene and several others with hats on because it was the 15th of December and we were having some Christmas celebrations. That's a bit of a jokey one, see? We've got highly skilled men and women who also know how to enjoy themselves. Multiple disciplines. Lars, you're on this one. We were in India last year. There's... uh, Shambir there, some other dude there, bald-headed guy. 
and then one of the local pastors who were there. We have multiple disciplines, do we not? It takes a multidisciplinary team to meet the needs of our people and equipment and the demands of the environment that we operate in. Can you see they're in the operations room there, busy working over the computers, and here we were in India. Jenny was sat at the front of class, Shambia and I were being lectured. <laughs> I know a lot about that. <laughs> Operating in extreme environments from boats. Some of you will be on the Sea of Galilee this week. That's our team worshipping to messianic worship with our friend uh, there who does the... Um, who does the worship? Sorry? Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, Daniel's messianic. We operate from vans and cars. This was when we were in Guyana two years ago. This was, that's supposed to be a road. Uh, and aircraft, because they flew us in there, and we went, go into jungles. That's when we went to break the power of, um, yeah, the suicide thing, didn't we, over there? I'm just, there's so many things going through my brains at the moment. My brain's getting handled. With Jim Jones, when Jim Jones did all the stuff that he did in Guyana, we went and broke the power. Suicide was rampant, people that are watching today. Suicide was rampant in Guyana until a group of people went and broke the curse that Jim Jones had brought on that land, and suicide has just gone away in that nation because it was a curse. The enemy brings a curse on any people on any land when someone partners with the devil and brings something into the earth realm, but we as God's people know how to break the curse and release the land and make it free. So we also go into deserts and mountain places. That is our very own Dave Hawthorne there as we are going around the side. I think this might have been Shiloh, Dave. There's the hills in the background. We're going back to Shiloh this year. And... Um, our people call on a huge array of skills to succeed in their missions. You know, we've got business people in this ministry. We've got educators. We've got health uh, specialists in this ministry. Communication experts. IT specialists. Come on, what, what else have we got in here? Poets. <laughs> Media people. There's all kinds of skills and talents here, and we're learning to bring them together, mold them together, to be able to see the kingdom of God impacted. Amen? Amen. We're going to just work even better than the Royal Navy. We're going to go where it matters, when it matters, and nothing will stop us. Amen? God's good. So, to Germany. He said, I wonder when you're going to start talking about Germany. We fly into Dortmund because our friends live very close to Dortmund. If you remember, when we were there, there was that outrage that took place in Munster. Do you remember that? A number of you were praying about that. Gerd and Eulalie are in this region here. That's where they're based in Germany, in a little place called Iserlohn. Uh, that's the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin. Their ministry is called International House of Apostolic Reformation, Gerd is uh, German, but Eulalie is Guyanan. And um, we've had some... Yeah, Guyanese, thank you. Uh, we've had a great time with them. No, so this is some publicity. Uh, it's in partly in German, yes. So they're called the International House of Apostolic Reformation. We're praying about them. 
We're excited to officially launch our apostolic center with guests from various nations. I think that's what some of it says. Uh, as God is bringing our nation fully into its apostolic mandate. They are taking a hold of the apostolic. You know, Gert, we talk about him as Mr. Ecclesia, don't we? Wherever he goes, he's talking about that. This is part of the advertising uh, that they use for the event uh, in early April because they want the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant's in there. They love the presence of God. They're lovely people. They're a part of our oversight here as well. Uh, he's very much an apostle, and she is an amazing prophet of God. They've done a bit of a thing like we've got our 50-mile radius. They've got a 100-kilometer radius of their center, and they've called it an epic center. Okay? Because what they're going to do is going to be epic. They're, they're right in the epicenter of that region with millions of people that they're working with. Here's some of the equipment. Do you remember we had stuff? There was some stuff that we were not using, and uh, Kim uh, very kindly and the trustees said, we're going to buy some other stuff. We got some stands and mics and mic leads that we purchased uh, that were brand new that we sent over there. They've got a mixer unit, and that was our keyboard here. They're using it to full effect. Amen. If you remember, we... Uh, paid their first year's rent on the centre, and they really are going from strength to strength. We took this time as a gift, we took a temple trumpet, and uh, you can't see it very well, but they've got a gavel. Now, the interesting thing is Eulalie had said to Gerd, Gerd, we must get a gavel. And they had got a picture commission that they were just putting into their room where they have their board table, and it was a picture of a gavel, but they hadn't got one. And we took one. They hadn't got a temple trumpet. When uh, Jenny woke up one morning about the day before we were due to go, God just said, temple trumpet. So we took that. And then she took some little badges. Some of you have got stars. Some of you in, in the SWAT, you've got like little general stars. She took those and gave them to, to us as well. Pastor David and Irene wanted to sow a financial gift, which we gave to them. And they were very blessed by that, Pastor's. David and Irene, so thank you for that. That was sewn into them. And in the, the centre, Eulalie loves light and colour. So we often had the lights dimmed. She got pretty lights everywhere. She loves, loves stuff, you know. So it was a great time of worship that we had together. And uh, there we are with some of the folks. Jeff and Janet went with us as well. How many have seen a picture with legs? Have you ever seen a picture with legs? Have you ever seen that? This picture's got legs, this one. It's a good one. It's Germany. It's on the move. That picture, as well, is coming towards. I don't think he's going to walk it all the way here. But, but Gert came and he said, I just want to present you with this picture. And he says, now, I do realise you won't be able to get it in your hand luggage. It's big. Uh, it's not coming with legs, by the way. It will just come and hang, hang on the wall. But we're going to have that just to remind us of their centre. Uh, Jeff and Janice, I say, were there because they released the one new man into Germany. You'll know that that nation, more than anywhere, feels the scars of what Hitler did in the Second World War. All the atrocities. It wasn't just... Jews that he murdered, he, he murdered all kinds of his own people who didn't fit the Aryan model of what he saw for the future 
superhuman race that were going to rule mankind. Praise God, God has every tribe, every tongue, every people, every nation, whether you've got abilities or whether you've got limitations, God welcomes every single man, woman and child. And so we brought that reconciliation as well into the nation and it was so exciting for Jeff and Janet to be able to release that one new man. It was just so perfect over that weekend. Um, Chuck Pierce had sent some mantles as well to mantle us and Jeff and Janet and uh, Gerd and you, Laylee. So it was a wonderful time together. This is, again, a display at their centre. Jean, they love putting the display out like you do for us. And she loves all the colours. She loves all of the lights. Uh, and that's just another one where we're all praying together and prophesying into their team. There really is a team that's emerging in Germany, and your prayers, your support, your giving has enabled that to happen. Because you gave, it was the finances that come into this ministry that paid the rent. It's your, your generosity and giving heart that meant we could send equipment over there and they now have a center that is running and they're touching the lives of people and training folks in Germany and sending people out. Hallelujah, it's exciting. You are sowing into the nations. This year in June, we're going to have our first European war cabinet and many of the apostolic people and prophetic who are across Europe are going to be coming here to the Dream Center on these days to begin to pray together to strategize together, to build, so that we know what our next move is, because we are sending people out. You remember at the beginning of the video I showed you, you know, we're going out. We're not just training so that we're just, you know, marching on the parade ground here every Sunday. You know, the big tragedy in 1 Samuel 17, when the Philistines had come against Israel, it said every day for 40 days, Israel went out and chanted their songs. They sung the latest hymn, and they went on to the battlefront, and some guy pushed his way to the front of the Philistines. And Saul, it says, was head and shoulders over the rest of the people of Israel. Now, the average height for people is probably 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, it's probably an average height. So Saul might have been 6'2". He may have been 6'6". He might have been Matthew Gascoigne's height. You're about 6'3". Six, six, I mean, so he could have been about your height, a little bit higher. His shoulders and head was pretty much above everybody else. But hey, when Goliath pushed his way through the Philistine crowd, he was 10 or 12 feet tall. He wasn't a small guy. It said he, his spear was a weaver's beam. It wasn't a little tiny broom handle. He had hands at least twice the size of the biggest guy in this place. So when he threw a javelin at you, it probably would go through the shield and make a hole right through your body. He was intimidation personified. You know what I'm saying? He had to have another bloke to carry his shield. He was powerful and strong, but David said, 
I am going to stop you. I am going to take you out. We are raising up warriors, but listen, we are not going to be like Israel that went out, that did all the singing, but then they withdrew from the battlefield because they were frightened of Goliath. We are not backing away from anything. We've dealt with the spirit of Leviathan this week and other associated demonic strongholds that have been opposing the apostolic and the prophetic in our region. We've been dealing with that this week. Our warriors have gone out and they are not afraid. They are not afraid of Goliath or his brothers. And we're dealing with the enemies in the land to free the people. So we're having our European cabinet. In 2018, there is going to be a provisional visit to Botswana with Elliot and some of the family, I think. Yes? Yes, okay, some of the family as well. We're going out there because we're going to plant an apostolic center in Botswana next year. Amen. Come on, it's Botswana's time for an apostolic center in a continent to begin to impact a continent. Amen. And this September, we're going out with... uh, Oh, and they're coming here very soon. Uh, Natasha and Manisha, they're coming here for Pentecost. They're coming, they'll be with us, and we're going to help them with their apostolic center in September this year. It's exciting. That's just a few of the things that's happening. There's lots more stuff that's going on, and you can be involved in that. If you have time during the week, we're opening up the press, the, the prayer room, the war room, more and more to you. Yes? We're getting more staff. Oh, by the way, um, we're going to be needing some more staff. Do pray for us. We need someone to work on the resources side for two days a week because Mira will be leaving us very shortly to have her baby and uh, we're going to be replacing her with someone for two days a week. So we're looking for that person. We haven't got the adverts up yet. We're still a little bit slow with that. But we're building a team here of staff and volunteers who are going to keep pushing the boundaries. Amen? So are you excited? Are you encouraged? Amen? If any of you want to go to Germany, Gert and Eulalie would welcome you to go over and to be with them and to work with them. Okay? We're the arrow breaking the way for others to go. And so it's exciting. We're cracking open new territories for the Lord. Listen, we're not the only ones. I don't want to give the impression we're it. We're not it, we're part of it. Yes? We're doing our part, we're making a difference. But the good news is we are making a difference. And where God is taking us, uh, then we're stepping into those places. And bless all of you for your faithfulness in your prayers, in your giving, in your financial support. Your tithe that tells us you're connected here. You're serving, you're giving. It is so key, so important, because without it, we're doing nothing, but with it, we're expanding. Amen. Amen. So that's good. So shall we stand together? Because we're we're an army, okay? You're in the army now, and you've heard that this morning. I'm hoping you might be singing it when you go home. You you know, it's just buzzing around in your head. That was a good song of status quo. I like that one. 
Did you hear? Every man and woman. Did you hear it? Every man and woman. You're in the army now. You are in the army. Lord, we want to thank you that, Lord, you're teaching our hands to make war. Father, you're not raising up a passive, weak, compromising group of people. Lord, you're raising people up of passion. You're raising... I missed the pack. Come on. We're, we're raising up the people of passion, God. We thank you for that. Come on, you're stirring fire within us. Lord, keep that fire on the altar, Lord. Keep stirring the fire. Keep stirring the passion, Lord, within us. Lord, we dare not back off because of the people that do not know you yet. Lord, for a church that still doesn't know what it's there for, Lord, we want that church to be stirred in our nation in this 50-mile radius, God. Stir your church again. So, Father, every mainline denomination, Lord, it grieves us when we hear of churches becoming carpet warehouses or cinemas or other kinds of business centres or yoga classes being in there. Lord, we halt right now the closing of churches. We say your church is on the move, God. You're opening up new avenues, new places for us to minister the gospel. And Lord, we want to be faithful to share with our family, our friends, our neighbours, the good news of Jesus Christ. And Lord, show us who we're to give uh, these Hope Beyond Hope cards to. Lord, remind us, Father, that we need to be faithful in inviting people. Lord, we want this place to be filled to capacity. We want to be opening every room in this building, Father, for people to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare there are going to be amazing healings. Father, it's going to be in the Burton Mail and on UCB and on Radio Derby. Lord, your, your reputation is going to be increased in the town. Father, we bless Jonathan and his team, Father, wherever they are right now. Lord, you are going to anoint him and you're going to anoint every single one of us and the other churches in the town. God, it's not going to be the same from here on in. We say it's a new season. There's a new paradigm that's arising. And we're not going to back away from what you've called us to. We're going to keep pressing and pressing the enemy. And Father, releasing more and more people into the kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed week. Listen, support the team next week. Half the team sat down last week because these guys are going to be leading the whole of the praise and worship. They're a great group of people. We've got some of the best musicians that are staying behind, great vocalists, and they need your support, okay? Not just to be here and make it happy clappy. Listen, we need a prophetic voice coming out of this place. We need an apostolic sound coming out of this place because those of us who are going need you with us. We need you in the war room, praying, decreeing, declaring, okay? When you're in your homes, keep getting that word out. Don't have a pity party. Hit yourself on the head if you're thinking negatively. Come on, I shouldn't think like that. I've got a new mind. It's been renewed by the word of God, okay? Keep encouraging yourself. Encourage one another. If you know some folks are struggling in the fellowship, send them a text, give them a call. Go invite them out for a coffee. Come on, we're a body, amen? We're a family, we need each other. And there are different ones who are struggling right now. If you want to be a blessing to some folks, talk to David and I in our pastors. They'll tell you where you can be a blessing this week, amen?